This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The hour is nigh. The Benley plus DJ Dad Bod tour of Australia is upon us. Tickets still available Thursday, September 28th at Sutherland Pavilion in Sydney. Friday, September 29th, Wanderer Festival. Sunday, October 1st, Stranded Bar in Brisbane. Wednesday, October 4th, La La La's in Wollongong. Thursday, October 5th, Avoca Beach Theatre. Friday, October 6th, The Baroque Room, Katoomba. Saturday, October 7th, The Talagandra Hill Winery. Friday, October 13th, Northcote Social Club, Victoria. Saturday, October 14th, Kindred Ballroom, Victoria. Two Melbourne shows. See you on the road for a night of my songs and also mashups from DJ Dad Bod. Tickets available to all of them. Find them at www.ben-lee.com. You'll find all the tour dates there and ticket links. See you on the road. It's going to be awesome. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land in Los Angeles, the Keech, the Shumash, and the Tongva people, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Salud or Dalby, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hello there. Why, hello. Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. Oh my God, Movie Phone. Do you remember calling that? I do. I called that all the time. I mean, in general, I do miss the days of calling things for information. I remember the horoscopes, Free Will Astrology, yeah. Rob Brezhny. You could call that once a week and get his droll, monotone, extended horoscopes. And then it switched to like MP3s you could download. Big moment. Um, the time we got in trouble because we were calling after school like a sex line and it cost a fortune. So were that recorded messages or did you actually get human on human contact? I think it was recorded. Oh, just and would you you know what's funny? I remember calling one of those sex lines as a kid and you'd sometimes come in at just the middle of a recording. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a story st- it was just like a loop going, I guess. Um, I, I remember it wasn't. And I was like, come on, take take me out first. Take me on a date. You're jumping straight into the action. <laughs> you like the little lead up? I love some lead up. I want some foreshadowing. I want some seduction. <laughs> the idea. I feel like I actually saw a missed business opportunity that if you jump straight into carnal completion, intercourse, you're like, this is a 30-second journey. I was right. like, this should begin with... You know, we see our eyes meet across the workplace or whatever. I don't know. I was a kid. I don't know what my fantasies would have been. Oh, I love that. I Um, definitely once saw a woman on the public bus on the 380 wearing 
those stockings that have, what do you call them, with garters? Yeah. Like you could see them under her business outfit. And I I thought about that for many years. Wow, that's really old school, really committed to wear garters to work. I know. I mean, what a, she was a kind of ahead of her time in the I sense of being to, sex positive. And- sex positive. I tried to get some, I always like get, I have them in my underwear drawer, but I never, I, I, try, I try to kind of figure it out. But- Save them for when we're really old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like when we've got walkers and stuff and suddenly you'll just like, slightly pull up that really long mumu, mm-hmm. like at like 95 years old. I'll be like, you still got it, babe. Yeah. Yeah. We, there was another, I remember one day I was napping. I was like in junior high and my brother put a telephone to my ear and it was playing, looking out a dirty old window down below the cars in the city go rushing by. Oh, it dial was, a song. We're kids in America. Whoa. And I, was never happier. I jumped, I woke up and I was just, we started jumping around the room. Oh my God, that hit so many pain points for you. It was like this fulfilled attention from your brother. Uh-huh. The sharing of like laughter and private like music and dancing and that type of exhilaration. And a fun song. A fun song and being on the phone. Did I tell you um, the somewhat sexy kind of intriguing story of when my brother invited two girls over at the same time, which happened more than once. And one, I came home from school and this cute girl, he was three years older, was in my closet, like hiding. Wow. And I had, and I stood by her and he was like, I forgot I invited like two girls over after school. So Shakespearean. I know, but it was like kind of like hot. I don't know if I was like sixth grade or something, but something about this cool like new wave chick in my closet and I had to guard the door and then it was just like talk about ticking off a lot of boxes like you you have a real born wingman (laughs) I really do my I used to love going to clubs with Noah and Russell and just being like the third dude but I wouldn't really do anything but just to like watch them pick up chicks and it was so fun really really satisfying Mm -hmm. yeah so we did uh have a very a big event on the weekend, Off Menu Andy. Oh, yeah. Through his, I guess it used to be sort of annual. He's done it several times, but it's been, um, you know, it's been it's been a minute because of the pandemic and, so, and something. But he did his uh, group show that yeah. he curated and put totally together. It's called Consensual Ennui. What is ennui? It's ennui one of those words is- you get thrown around by uh pretentious people who like cinema or not a lot but i don't know yeah, what it's I mean. very um it's like melancholy it's like loneliness and um it reminds me a lot of who's that genius illustrator who i love who did ennui a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement uh, the example is he succumbed to ennui and despair Edward Gorey. Edward oh, Gorey. Edward Gorey. There was some ennui going on in there. Oh, yeah. Edward Gorey's super into ennui. So this show, it's actually still open now. It was at the landing at this gallery down sort of Culver City ways. And um, firstly, beautiful show. Yes. Amazing group of artists in all kinds of Great mediums. Great gallery. Um, our friend... Pali Cornelson, otherwise known as Rude Pali to the beautiful babies, uh-huh. Daphne Javich's husband, um, Brian DeGraw, uh, Eddie Ruscha, uh, Yelena Yemchuk, my old neighbor from New York City. Really? Used to live, her and Billy Corgan used to live below. And now she's married to Eben 
Yes, that's right. Eben, I don't know his last name. The but, genius. Um, he always plays. Bear. He plays. Um, and also in Girls, he plays like these kind of not low life, but these. Div- it's sort of interesting because he's obviously quite. Um, he plays sort of people quite a bit self-involved. Hey? Yeah, yeah, but he seems very kind of sophisticated and evolved. Yeah, I don't know him, but I know Jenny. Yeah, so and Yelena does these beautiful drawings. Oh, I she always love. took great photographs. But then, and Andrew Theodore, which is the professional name of Off Menu Andy. I mean, you know, the beautiful babies, uh, they, they consensually can call him Off Menu Andy, but professionally, he's known as Andrew Theodore. But this show was kind of amazing. And Andy had this vision of a musical component to it. So it was kind of me. Craig Wedron, our friend who was in Shudder to Think and is a great composer who did Glow and all the David Wayne movies and stuff, and Becky Stark from Lavender Diamond, and Lem J, who played in The Shoe with uh, the other day with uh, Jenna Malone in our house. And it was kind of, it was a journey, man. I know. Getting there was a well, real- Well, he's mi- a perfect, working with him when he's helped us on things, he's- Beautifully, like helped with <laughs> album covers and production oh, design. and he's and- just right, he's so into it and he's a perfectionist and he's uh, not an aesthete, yeah. Yeah, he is an aesthete, aesthete yeah. And he takes it really seriously and he's- And but, an athlete. And he, he's an athlete, he's <laughs> very good at tennis, yeah. Uh, but I think it's that kind of thing where when you're working with, you know, when you're like bootstrapping an event and there's no budget and you're, everyone's working on favors and you're trying to get the perfect thing created, it's like, dude, we've done so many things like that and it's always a challenge because you're bumping up against- time and organization and everyone's own plans for what and they're doing. And a musical component is very tricky when you want a kind of, you know, a factory. I think his vision was like, it would be like he the velvet it. underground. And it kind of was. Well, it, was it was great, right? It but- was great. And the, and that, that gallery, if you want a feeling of New York in LA, go to that gallery. Cause, and it was kind of like blast from the past. The people, it was packed but full of, you know, really like old school, like a lot of New Yorkers. And I don't know, it was cool. Yeah, LA, it was a great vibe. You have to really vibe. hunt out the culture in LA, but there's a ton of it, but it's not, it doesn't lay it out for you, you know, yeah. the way New York does. Absolutely. And as far as the music, I did these, it was funny. He wanted these two sort of instrumental things that I won from the ayahuasca record and one other one that I didn't even remember. I'd recorded it like 25 <laughs> into an inbox. Um, anyway, but so I did sort of two instrumentals. Craig did some beautiful looping and all different stuff. And, but Becky Stark, sang and there was some feedback issues and stuff but i've got to say like it's something i'm thinking about a lot as i'm about to go on tour leaving tonight the ability of a singer or a performer to be totally present despite the challenges and the stress i'm in awe of it and becky just was in her body singing so beautifully i'll play a little clip from it And so I was really in awe of that. And, was, yeah. and then we got, you know, hanging outside with uh, 
Alexi Wasser getting getting a deep dive into her love life. So fun. Going through those DMs, helping you and you were doing a little DM coaching. I nearly joined her on a date after that um gallery event and but wingman. I nearly was another you wingman, wingman, but her. we just had to go home and parent. We've got to get Alexi on the pod soon. She's also, I think we've mentioned, she's just directed her first feature, which she wrote and starred in, and you're in it too. If you want to watch the best, some of the best uh, Instagram stories. Oh, yeah, you got to follow Alexi Wasser. Alexi is so funny. She's a master of the gram. She really is. Yeah. And, uh, And then we also survived this weekend our daughter's 14th birthday. Mm hmm. Which shenanigans, which were amazing. We had what seven Is that or what eight the name girls. of the party was? <laughs> the shenanigans. <laughs> the 14th birthday shenanigans. It involved a trip to Benny Hanna. Yes. Now, what are your associations with Benny Hanna previously? Um, Steve Aoki. Great. His, that's right. His dad. And his sister. Yeah, their, their dad um, was the creator of Benny Hanna. Yeah. Uh, my associations, I have a memory. This is how I visioned it on La Cienega, this giant room with tall ceilings, huge. Um, I think it's that's what it's like. And I've been there once and it was fun. What What did you do? What, I don't were remember. you celebrating a birthday? It seems like birthdays no, are the. This was the just Hanna like, go-to. I don't know. It was just like, it was years and years ago. But then we get to, you're like, no, we're going to Encino. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And we go in there and it's like a basement. It's like small, crowded. And I was like, oh, You were, you were really obsessed with the ceiling height. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that flames of flames, but they have so many vents and, and like blasting AC. It felt like being on a plane, the amount of AC. Yeah. So I felt better about that. I was sort of more just like. I like from a COVID perspective. A little nervous. nervous. Yeah. But it was fine. We're fine. We're good to go. But there was, every um, table was a birthday, yeah. essentially. And it's like, I was- Look, we all know Steve Aoki is a money-making machine from the days of Dim Mark and the Beauty Bar. This guy has built an empire. It does run to, in the know, family. Dude, it like, totally runs. I don't know if there's the a Ronsons. Jew in there somewhere. Look at the Ronsons. Like Mick Ronson, Sam and Charlotte and Mark's dad. Yeah. Great businessman. And they're all like banging out the biz. Business sense, yeah. So so there's like every table and they're like going through. I mean, they had to be, what was there, like 20 tables in there. They probably had three seatings per night. It was, and it, there was it, a security guard in there with yeah. a bulletproof vest. In case people get a little rough. I didn't know. I mean, is Benny Hanna, is it kind of like known as kind of like gangster, gangland battles gangster, happening? Gangster. Uh, I don't happening know. Over the- I don't know. I felt- Hibachi Grill. I, yeah, I felt like we were protected by that dude. And then we got home with all these kids. And, oh, yeah. We had made, oh. so the studio where we're sitting, where we podcast, is this just big, beautiful room that like, I'm so lucky. It's like a art space and it once was decorated by David Netto and was a beautiful bedroom. And it's been lots of things over the years. It's like and, a massive, I mean, it's, it's essentially an old garage. That's yeah, the structure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice. And so the kids, we made all these beds and we decorated it all pink. And I don't know, it was cute. It was like the last year that they're going to maybe do a kind of mad, mad sleepover. But we got home and we hadn't realized that in the mad dash to get to Benihana on time with these girls, we had not locked the door properly and our dogs had escaped. Yeah, we purposefully got this major lock. Self-locking door. Because our dog would figure out how to open the door stands up on those hind legs he's giant puts his jacket and hat on and just 
and and goes. Felt yeah. feels proud. Yeah. Um. That's a that's a little uh, calico critters reference. Yeah, we used to play <laughs> calico critters with Goldie, and then I, one character I would say, "Put your hat on and feel proud." You know, I just pulled that uh, photos of the calico table that to I built. to show Lauren Lapkus. No, no, I'd already shown her, but Grace Molrat just posted on her stories some Sylvania waters, which is what they call calico critters Sylvanian in Australia. Critters? Sylvania families. Sylvanian critters. Or so something. I just sent her these pictures and I said when Goldie was little, me and her would play calico critters every morning and we had quite a collection. So I built her a table. I'll, we built I'll one post of those, these up on our gram. The they tables are. with the, like the fake little pond where you yeah. pour that. Like we went to that great kit craft in yeah. the valley that's no longer there. No longer there. Anyway, so, so anyway, we have the dog. Yeah, dogs, so the, the dog. Dogs. So we come dog. back at 11 We um, and the dogs are gone and I'm just not we're just freaking out and uh they've gone out before but not both of them and that sort of spells trouble because my other dog is a hunter and we got back at like 11 at night and they'd been assuming they left when we left they were out for three hours we were like where the hell are these dogs so we like kind of left the front door open and just sat and we didn't want to tell Goldie like you know we just were thinking oh great she's always going to remember her 14th birthday is the year both our dogs got eaten by coyotes <laughs> I mean I I was I'm not really worried they're big dogs yeah. and sure they could get surrounded by a bunch of coyotes but it's more cars or just getting caught at someone's which so what happened was every like 20 minutes, Ben was driving around. I was waiting by the door. And you're like, we're calling out into the canyon, but we're also like, it's now like after midnight. You don't want to be screaming. People are trying to go to bed. And, but you luckily, know, like, finally, there was a call. Also, they're kind of like shy of strangers. They're yeah. not. So the chances that someone would find them and look at their collar is pretty slim in a way. But luckily, so Ben, find, there's this gay couple that I guess live pretty far. Up. Now, I'm assuming they're a gay couple. It could have just been a dude and his buddy hanging yeah, out. Yeah, but, but they two guys. had been enjoying some wine on a balcony and the dogs were running around and sort of caught in their mountainous garden. And that, so they hadn't been able to see the collars. But by the time they finally got one of the collars, they became had become very fond of yeah. the dogs, and they're like, "We love your dogs." Major shout outs to uh, the guys who got it. We what one thirty a.m. drove over there, felt a massive sense of relief. But also, speaking of the canyon, did I tell you the other day I was walking the dogs, and this car sees me and sort of stops immediately, pulls over, and said, "Come over here," and I go up to this open window. And he is listening to Weirder Together podcast. It's on his like Apple oh my God, you know, I love eye that. connect thing. And I was like, the beautiful babies, man, they're everywhere. That's so exciting to was, be recognized for that. And at the exact moment when I was walking, it was just like one of those moments of synchronicity yeah. that was like deeply inspiring and validating. I thought you were going to say the cousins were, I mean, the cousins, the gay couple were my cousins because it's like my only gay couple family that I know of on my dad's side. Well, no, but I did meet the gay couple and we immediately did 23andMe all together and <laughs> submitted saliva and blood tests and discovered we do have a distant shared relative in Herman Melville. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ioni Sky, And we are the hosts of Weirder Together podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together podcast network. Like punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable. Multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy sonic journey, Vague Data. Making Ways, the art of music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate. Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I love that, one of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never-before-heard vintage interviews with legendary artists. And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these pods on your favorite podcast platform now. Love ya. Oh, and there was another little beautiful baby breakthrough. I mean, we like to update the audience as if they're all sharing in the success of the expansion of this podcast. I get a Facebook message the other day. Facebook Messenger, it's, it's normally, they are the dregs of communication, right? Uh-huh. Do you ever, does anything ever good come in there? I mean, I, I got, I don't know why I got scared of Facebook, but I, I and you know I, I get it. It's terrifying. I don't give it a lot of love. No, it's absolutely terrifying. But I used to love it. Well, I get a message the other day from one Rufus Wainwright on Facebook on Facebook Messenger that says, "Hey, love weirder together." I mean, are we are we getting more stylish? Like, what's happening here? I'm like, I'm I'm Rufus liking this podcast is that's very validating as I've described before. He is the man I went to when I wanted to learn about cologne. I oh. <laughs> view him, I view Rufus as the epitome of style. Yeah. Know? But I, I also that. view him, importantly, as we see him walking around, you know, he lives sort of relatively close by. I've seen him walking around Hollywood, taking a walk, and he's got like a gentlemanly paunch. I know. Which is what I expect of someone. Like, I think if you don't have a slight little gut in your 40s or 50s, it's like you might, you know, it's like an eating disorder or exercise disorder or something. something. Like he's, your body should yeah, age. He's a beauty. He's a beauty. And he's just, there's an elegant way in which he's aging naturally that yeah. I, anyway. I anyway. mean, he's delish. Anyway, I mean, not, not, not because of, the, I don't mean delicious. And I just have to say he's a gorgeous man. Yeah. And I'm obviously amazingly talented. We, I, his record, that one, one record, um, Cigarette, I feel like it was like life changing for milk. me. Oh, that was that song is so good. That <laughs> so song good. is so good. He's, One of the great tunes about decadence and hedonism, written in a not on the nose kind of way. Cigarettes and chocolate milk. I mean, he's um, one of those people that I I kind of can't believe his talent. Yeah, there's certain people in the world like Bjork, and there's certain musicians, and they just have that like unicorn thing where you just I'm like, wait. Is it, are they real? Ben Folds always said, Rufus has the most expensive voice in the music industry. Oh. And I thought that was really true. It's like, he is one of those people that like, he opens his voice and sings and it's like, he really could sing the phone book. And, and I always try to get it straight with his, that one killer song by his mom or his stepmom with the three women singing. You're of course referring to Hammond's song by the Roaches. Yes. If you go down to
Yeah, that is one. Of, yeah, this is the whole family, the extended family, That's the Mishpucha. That is not Maybe his, his mum. His mum was Kate McGarrigal. That is another one of Loudon's wife. So he has but his mum also sisters. sang. Yeah, his mum also sang. Yeah. His dad loved to impregnate the lovely singers. Mm-hmm. Loved to do that. Some musicians like the actresses. He loved the singers. He loved the folk singers. He was carrying a dream forward of the uh, Mickey and what were they called from A Mighty Wind? Remember oh, they yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing we listened to in the week that was really interesting was our old friend Ian Rogers mm. being interviewed by Rick Rubin on yeah. the Tetragrammaton podcast. Is which it is, with that accent? I just, I think it's actually a Kabbalistic word, but oh. I just, I like giving it the gravity of a sort of Euro Spanish pronunciation. Tetragrammaton. Um, so Ian Rogers, t- tell the story of okay. the role he plays in our life. Ian Rogers, I met through the Beastie Boys because he started working for them. He was, Ian Rogers was this like 17 year old. I don't know if he was 17. He became a father at 17. And we were all, the first impression and the things that the Beastie Boys were saying was, this guy is such a great dad. He's like kind of sort of single-handedly, he was raising his kid with the wife, but he was like, he sort of was kind of the primary parent. Anyway, that was impressive. Little Zoe was so cute. Then uh, my friend was dating him. He he, was a Beastie Boys web designer at that point when you met him. Yes. And he is sort of a skate kid, blonde. And he did like the first live streams ever of like that existed in music of like the beat like he brought them a lot of very forward tech ideas yes he's just this sort of you'll see when our story progresses what a sort of genius he is but he looked like midwestern you know like a skateboard rat kid and but super nice from indianapolis yeah 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 so um and then he just you know was became part of the family the beastie boy family and then cut to um, Christmas 96. Christmas 96. I'm divorced from Adam Horowitz and the Beastie Boys, and I'm still, I'm at the same house. And Amy Fleetwood, my my old bestie, is dating Ian. And uh, some, so some Christmas Eves, I would have a couple people over. And I was sort of like shacked up with this model. And Amy was here and she we were in the car and she said to me, can I bring or Ian called and said can I bring my friend Ben Lee and I knew of you because you were on the Beastie Boys label but we never met in person and can he come because he's in town and he, no one's around I was 18 I just finished my HSC yeah like get, we're in LA some people are out of town or, or also just like no one does you know you know where are you going on Christmas Eve where are you going where are you going so he comes over here my mom and my stepdad for some reason people were taking mushrooms your little baby brother Jack he, he was not taking mushrooms but <laughs> there is a video of you playing guitar and him he's a toddler and he's looking at the guitar yeah, like I'm 18 and Jack is six months old and yeah. it turns out Jack is now 20 something and he's an amazing guitar and he's played player. in my band like he yeah. played at my LA he's New like York a shows. really good yeah. guitar player Anyway, so Ben spends the night, not not romantically, but you met my whole family. In this house, the house we now live in. So basically, Ian Rogers, and the reason I'd met him was Zoe, his daughter, had been cast by Tamara Davis in my Away With The Pixies video. So yeah. she plays a little fairy. Yeah. So I'd met them on the video and really liked them. And yeah, so anyway, Ian invited me. So he plays an incredibly key role 
in us coming together and meeting each other probably. And he's so so he's sort of like moved on and teamed up with someone and started building more um different streaming sites. He was always ex- interested in the intersection of digital culture and music. Yeah, and so he's so he's doing that and then Jimmy Iovine at one point was like play a bigger game and he starts working and and cut to he and Jimmy Iovine and, and Trent Reznor build beats. And yeah. Dre yeah. Dr. Dre. Yeah. And so he built Beats and then he w- moved on to. So then he went to Apple and then from Apple doing Apple Music once they sold it. Then he went to Louis Vuitton and became head of digital. And, and now he's at Ledger, which are cryptocurrency storage. Yeah. And he lives in Paris. And so, you know, I was always like, Amy, why didn't you shack up with him now? <laughs> but Rick, so Rick does Just this. Just kidding. But yeah, Rick yeah. Ribbon does this long, it's like a three hour interview, this podcast. And Ian is a very, very interesting person who. The subject of this interview is really about what Ian's passion has been, which is about where culture and our digital lives are going. Mm -hmm. And he actually recommended this book that I've downloaded as a PDF and just started reading. It's um, it's called The Nation State by... Sorry, sorry. (laughs) It's called The Network State by Balaji Srinivasan. And it's basically about the idea that our world has moved from being surrounded by tribes about God to tribes about the state and royalty or presidents to digital networks. Mm. And, you know, it's like it's some of it's scary, some of it's positive. It's all, But I just find Ian's ideas, he's always been ahead of his time and always been like a great thinker. Yeah. And it's just cool to hear someone like Rick who's interested in so many aspects of culture really do this deep dive with him. So I'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I mean, Rick Rubin and I used to hang out a bit back in the day. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed like some podcasts and people you're sort of nervous to listen to, but anytime I've seen, like I saw him when he was interviewing Paul McCartney, but that was videoed. I don't know what that was for. Yeah. That was really satisfying. Well, in some ways he's, he's as interesting as the person he is interviewing, you know, like sometimes it's like, I'm what? That sounds like a burn. No, no, not against... No, I mean, Rick is an amazing listener. Yes. I think that's like his real gift is he holds yeah. space for creative people to be yeah. creative. Yeah. And if you find the people cre- interesting, yeah. sometimes he's interviewing people. I was like, I have no- Look, ultimately, everyone is interesting if you dive deep enough. Sure, sure. Um, but when someone when like he- Ian, who doesn't have a platform to share publicly as much, I just thought it was so cool. Where did George Jaculius go? I don't know. He's probably music supervising... Because they films. were a duo. He and Rick Rubin would be out and about together, like to just, you know. Studs, wingmanning each other. <laughs> totally. Can we talk a little bit about just, I do feel really excited. I know the polling is, you know, there's some concern about the Australian referendum coming up. Uh, there's a lot of talk about how so many people have been really bought into this diet of misinformation and whatever their various concerns are. But the I've been really happy to see people coming out in support of the yes vote and just being, I don't know, trying not to be buying into the divisive politics of it and trying to just a lot of artists coming out and just being like, I'm going to vote yes because I want to try something. We need to try something. For people that don't know, this is about the recognition. Re- this is about the recognition of Indigenous Australians in our constitution and about creating a advisory body for the government who can give advice from an Indigenous perspective. And I 100% hear all of the concerns and 
trauma of the past about the way the government has acted and all of the reasons to be cynical. But I still do. <laughs> Maybe I'm naive, but I'm someone who does like to believe it's possible that we can take little steps forward. And like Briggs, Senator Briggs, who's one of our great uh, musicians and also just an incredible Indigenous advocate in Australia, said recently, he's like, we're already living in no. This is what no looks like. We're in it. Let's try something else. So I've just yeah. been very, very inspired to see people, you know, just coming out and being positive. Yeah. Because even if it's not enough and possibly symbolic and maybe insulting because it's like, of course you should be included. It's, you know, you, you have to, I mean, I don't know. I guess it, it just seems like, of course, say yes. But I mean, I do get that it feels insulting and only symbolic. We just have to try lots of stuff. You know, it's like not everything works. And well, it I just totally brings up anger. Like, why is it like this anyway? Of course, women should get paid as much as men. Or of course, you know, people gay people should be able to get married. Yeah, but, it's um, just like, of course. It's very traumatizing to hold public votes on issues that should be a given. And this, of yeah. course, it's like something that it's so traumatizing. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's great. And I hope America does get, does more. Can you imagine right now if uh, like the Biden administration said, we're going to have a referendum about recognizing Native Americans in the constitution? I just think America is so divided. It would become a political thing so quickly. I just can't even, it's like, I. it's funny because that feels so correct to do. Yeah, but Americans hate altering the constitution. They're obsessed with keeping the I, I constitution. Guess, but I, I guess it's like, it's sort of, it's it's even different. People are so scared of immigrants. And even though it's like the great American melting pot was like what America was supposed to be. Um, and it was, that. that's what I mean. Everybody's an immigrant unless you are the traditional person from the country. So at least like I get some people are like, oh no, immigrants are going to take jobs, which isn't true. But um, I think that the pe first people who are here, it's like no shit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Like, of course you should be involved. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's I like, hear you, baby. It just seems like, I, I get how provocative a lot of other things, even like gay marriage for religious people, I'm, I don't believe in, you know, the religious, the right, the religious right, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. or, it's funny because of the right, the like Nazi thing. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same. The right wing. spell it, yeah. what? No, it's the but, same. Really? Right. right is right. Yeah. R I G H T. But isn't there a German spelling of Oh, oh, the third Reich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? That's why I tie okay, that's them. What you meant. That's okay. why I tie them together. <laughs> well, you're not far off. <laughs> uh so 
uh, with this week on Friday, we have a great episode. We taped a few days ago with our friends Lauren Lapkus and Mike Castle. Yeah, baby. Can't wait for that to And then after that, you're going to be hearing a few episodes done remotely while I'm on tour in Australia. Ben's about to go on a tour of Australia. Anyway, we love Stunning. you. Stunning. All right. And uh, we love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, beautiful babies. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together.